think, I really think I'm going to change the music. Hello and welcome to the Phil Swallow podcast, episode number 110, new camera failure. And it is Wednesday, the 30th of March, 2022. Weather's gone a bit grey here. We've, we're now in British summertime and yeah, the weather's kind of gone back towards British winter time. May even be some snowy stuff on the ground tomorrow morning. Well, we'll see. Hope you're doing well and welcome to the show. So uh, last week I was talking about the issues I'd had with my GoPro and how I decided that I would go for something that was kind of better for the job, albeit with one reservation on um, the fact that it's a built-in battery and you therefore you have to find a way of charging it in situ as you go in on a break, whatever. But it generally offered more than it kind of took away, if that makes sense. And I was getting ready to use it. And I noticed that in the camera's resting position, I mentioned gimbal. And for those who are not initiated, um, gimbal is is a stabiliser, basically keeps the camera at the level you want it to. And you can force it to do other things. But in general, they're calibrated. So you put them on a level surface and it goes through a series of manoeuvres, this little tiny little camera. And then its resting position is level you know, horizon level. Therefore, you're looking at images as you would want to see them or footage. Unlike the Ipcrest file currently showing on ITV, I believe on TV, where for some reason they've decided that a 30 to 40 degree camera angle in every single shot is the right thing to do. I disagree. Sorry, guys. Use it in the intro, but that's it. Anyway, back to my story. So it's weird, you know, I I tried, I, well, you start doubting yourself after a while, but I, I, you know, tried this calibration process and there's a percentage meter on the bottom when it's going through this routine. And I think normally it would probably take a minute or so and it doesn't actually get beyond 0% and says failed. I've probably tried this over a hundred times now. Um, weirdly, if I hold it at an angle, remember what I said about it should be on level ground, if I hold it at an angle, it sort of goes to 20%, which is very odd. Um, I mean, it, because of its small footprint, uh, it's, it's almost like the size of an ele- electric toothbrush, perhaps not even as long as that, uh, a bit wider. Um, but yeah, you know, it's you kind of think it's, well, it's fragile anyway, because it's permanently moving around using a motor to stabilise. That's part of where the battery cost comes. But it's just appalling. So, you know, what to do? Well... Went onto the Argos website where I'd had this great kind of click and collect experience. And they say, oh, well, with uh, follow-up sales service support, you need to go to the actual company you bought it from, which is fair enough. I mean, it would have been great if they just said, no, just send it back to us and we'll we'll take care of it. And we'll get you another one to replace it with. Oh, no. Because this thing is now kind of automatically registered when you set up your app. They got all the details and the serial number. And... You never really know in advance with these companies what their level of support is like, and it's been poor. Now, I know my first request was raised at the weekend when I kind of discovered this problem because I was looking to to do the film in Monday or Tuesday morning. And I I sort of went through, you know, the, the planning stuff and I tried the calibration, didn't work. It was a weird pause and I apologise, but I'm going to carry on. And... I just said, no, I've got to raise a ticket. Um, I looked online, there was some stuff not directly the same as mine, which I suppose I should gain some confidence from 
that I might be the only one that's got this kind of problem. There was a known problem where it got to 40% in its calibration process and then failed for some people. And that may have been fixed by now by a firmware update. Anyway, raised it. I also raised it on a forum and they've been coming back to me saying, oh yes, uh, well make sure you do this and do this. Well, like, yeah, sorry mate, I've done it 70, 80 times, 100 times now. Um, and then today they, on the forum, they came back to me saying, Oh yes, um, I, yes. You should just send this back for uh, for them to do a technical um, appraisal analysis, whatever the term, diagnostics, or you know all those words. And it was all very well saying that on a kind of discussion forum, but that doesn't give me anything in terms of a process to actually follow to get it returned. Um, you know, I need the support team where I've got a ticket raised to come back to me and they've been all over the place. It seems that there's different people in different countries provide the support, not that that's a problem, as long as it works for the customer. Um, so the other day, the very badly worded email, but they basically said, do a video of the problem. Well, it was a very short video. Put it on its desk. I'm recording this with my, you know, obviously my phone. And it goes through the routine. And what's really odd is when it gets, when the camera that's moving around, it does this kind of initial initialization movement where it swings around a bit and goes up and down. When it gets to the point where it's going to sort of start the calibration, it goes into the, you know, the normal horizontal position. And that's where it fails. You know, it fails at the point it should be calibrating to, which is just really weird. So I've been getting angry with them when I put a tweet out today on Twitter and I just said, look, just give me my money back. You know, I, I'll just, I, I'm probably still going to go and buy another one because I still think it's the right thing for me and brilliant for travel. But I'm I'm really not happy with this. And, and I, I'm also not happy. It's now end of working day on a Wednesday. They did initially come back to me on Sunday night. It wasn't really any use. I've had nothing back from them today. So that's over 24 hours, absolutely nothing. So I'm going to fire another email off to them when I get downstairs. I'm not going to let them go. I'm going to be that customer who's a pain in the butt because I'm really not happy with their follow-up service. If they've, Even if it's rare, if they've made a failure in their product, they need to be keen to get it right and make me happy and make me a, a kind of considered customer of theirs. And at the moment, I'm not. So uh, I don't know. I've brought you up to speed. Um it's angered me, hence the little angry emoji on the title of today's podcast, but this week's podcast. Um, anyway, back to more positive things. Uh, Wallingham Rugby Football Club, I have now completed the video. It's with them for review. When I say review, um, I mean, it's not impossible to do other work on it now. And I'd need them to say, Phil, we absolutely hate this from beginning to end. And I still don't know what I'd do about that um, because it's my style of video as I deliver my videos. So I really, and that's why they booked me. Uh, so I hope it's okay. Um, there was an initial problem with them viewing it. Um, and I, you know, I had to go and do something and fiddle around. But I did see on the app which is the YouTube studio app, that it has been viewed. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that I can say next week they liked it and all was good. I went along there, the guest of the President, Peter, who booked me on Saturday, uh, had a nice lunch with them. Um, there was meant to be a first team game, which is why I was there to film some footage and it didn't happen, but the second team played. 
uh, basically the first team's opponents cried off uh, so they Wallingham got awarded all the points and bonus points and all that sort of stuff So, and they, they might if things go their way not just in their result but in other results they might end up top of the table this season which in their centenary year would be a fantastic story so fingers crossed for Wallingham Rugby Football Club that they can do that um, but I've met some nice people up there met a guy who does some of their photography um, as I feel a little bit photography rusty only a little bit you never really use it, lose it. <laughs> um, I'm toying with the idea of seeing if I, if I can invite myself along on Saturday to, to take some steals of the rugby. Because someone actually asked me, said, oh, are you doing steals today? I've got my video camera there. Um, and I think they they like to have those done and it helps with their reporting and stuff. So we'll see. But I don't, you know, I don't want to tread on the toes of the guy that's you know kind of booked to do it, but we'll see. Um, I'm, I, I think he'd be happy that there'd be more of us, more than one of us doing it. That's how I would approach it. Say, so, well, let's cover different angles and things, um, and give them something to choose from. So let's see. We'll see if that happens. Uh, I did my little video on the Addington Stones mystery. That's on YouTube. I'll do a little link. Should you be interested? Uh, I've done zero promotion of that. Nothing. I'm just relying on the algorithm of YouTube, and said about thirty views in a couple of days. Not bad, um, because. It's all very well putting it on social media, but that does drive false traffic. It's quite hard. You've got to be disciplined with yourself to say, look, I really want to promote this because I want the the goodness that comes with seeing the view figures come up. Well, just not the bottom of the table then. Um, but, you know, you have to also just sometimes say, well, it's a YouTube video. It's in the YouTube ecosystem. And what I need to do is know how to pitch my videos and I know the timing I I release them and all those good things in such a way that they can gain viewership on their own merits not because I'm pushing people in their direction if that makes sense and I hope it does now with video promotion in the past I've had some great numbers I'm not going to knock that so but you know I'm also trying to you know I'm trying to build um, a brand identity a channel identity where even if people may only have a passing interest in the subject matter, the hero of the films, they might tune into how I go about it, what facts I dig up, and so on and so forth. And this one's a bit different because I'm posing a question. Can anyone help me understand what these stones are about? So we'll see. Um, the other thing I did yesterday... Actually, a few things have happened. I just thought of things that are not even on my notes, but I'm going to add them in. Uh, so yesterday went to a talk at Biggin Hill from Nick Orham, who's an author and talker, <laughs> speaker. And it was about Spitfire stories. So stories of uh, pilots of Spitfires, some that he dug around and got the information from, found some old footage, TV and the like, and other things where he'd actually been able to speak to these very elderly gentlemen, you know, all around 100 Um and some have sort of passed away since he's managed to speak to them. But he's, he's a very affable guy. He's made great friendships with the families of the folk that, um, that, that flew. And, uh, yeah, Nick Oram, very, very uh, interesting um, chat that flew by, the time flew by. And that was at Biggin Hill in their sort of museum area. It's in a, a side room off of the chapel. Um, nice place to go. Great kind of feeling up there. Um Still doing loads of work in the garden as my workout, sometimes a bit too much because the old shoulder's hurting, but I like to do it. It's my activity, it's my fitness, it's a workout, so that's carrying on. Um, and a couple of other inquiries, so I was just getting ready 
on Saturday to go out for the rugby filming and lunch and so on. And I got a call from Dave Hewitt, who's one of his videos, or one of the videos that I did, one of my early ones on YouTube about his tinnitus. And poor Dave's suffering from Parkinson's, Parkinson's nowadays, or now. Um, and we're going to think about how we could do something along those lines. So we're going to, he's going to write some thoughts down and then we're going to have, get together over a cup of tea and uh, I'll get Sue involved and we're going to work out how we're going to tackle it. So that should be good. Um, and then a couple of days ago, it's Sunday evening, I think, uh, Paul Brown, a musician who I've done some stills for in the past, uh, singer, guitarist, uh, performer, and he wants to, well, he wanted to chat with me about a promo video. He's got an Edinburgh show coming up. Uh, Andy Williams, Paul Brown sings Andy Williams. And they've used some one of my photos to promote it, which is nice. And Paul and I had a good conversation yesterday to go through the what's, why's and wherefores of building a promotion video. And there's some interesting considerations, one being copyright. Uh, if you're going to record someone else's songs, Andy Williams, and then put them out, you need to make sure that you cover that off. And it's not straightforward. And it's probably going to cost a lot of money. Uh, it might even be impossible. But, you know, we're going to... Uh, what I was kind of emphasising in the conversation was the need to plan what we're going to do. Plan it to the nth degree. This can all be done offline and on video calls and PowerPoints and even record a little kind of version of it on a phone just to see how it comes across. So we do all of that, then we set up filming day and then we do an edit based on what we've planned so far. And this is stuff that's partly good discipline, partly what I've learnt about and something that I probably get into more and more each time. Exception being the Addington Stones video because that was in my head and it wasn't really too much. It was very visual. It wasn't really too much to overlay. So I just went on there and did it. Um, and I suppose in some ways I've got to be disciplined with myself. I want to increase the rate of my throughput and my uploading. So I need to be disciplined about where I stop and release, you know, uh, the information and the, the videos. So um, on Sunday, weather permitting, I'm going to meet up with Ian at Croydon Airport to get that finished, that footage. Um, I will have some overlays to add. I'll have some um, drone stuff to add. But I wanted to change it up a bit on that one and how we um, we first drafted it when we got together a few months, a couple of months ago. So lots of things going on and uh, still managing time to do family stuff as well when where possible, supporting mum, popping down to see um, our new family, as it were, um, the new Ivy tomorrow. So that'd be great. And uh, and then, you know, the weekend could be busy because if I'm doing the stills on Saturday afternoon, Ian on Sunday afternoon, going to see Palace play home to Arsenal on Monday. It's never stopped. It never stops. Uh, almost said that right. But um, there we go. So we've hit around about the 15 minute mark. And uh, once again, I would say thank you very much for listening to the show. I hope you're getting some value from it. And uh, look after yourselves. And I'll speak to you in a week's time. Bye.